Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for June 7, 2011, and now the news. When do you know that the war in Iraq is coming to an end? When a Chinese car company sets up an assembly plant there. That's when Chinese company Lifan just started assembling CKD units in the war-torn country. Interestingly, other top markets for exported Chinese cars include Egypt, Iran, and Syria. By opening the plant in Iraq, Lifan has gone where no established automakers have dared to venture. Apparently unafraid of sectarian turmoil and political instability, Lifan's plant in Iraq joins other similar facilities in Vietnam, Russia, and Ethiopia, assembling Chinese-made components into whole cars for local sale. Well, Dan Ackerson is at it again. GM's head honcho is an outspoken leader, but like Vice President Joe Biden, he's getting a bit of a reputation for putting his foot in his mouth. Late last year, he attacked the Mercedes-Benz C-Class, calling it average, like a C student. More recently, the Big A set his sights on the Prius, branding Toyota's popular hybrid a geek mobile. Now, the company's crosstown luxury rival, Lincoln, is taking the heat. According to the Detroit News, Ackerson said, and I quote, they are trying like hell to resurrect Lincoln. Well, I might as well tell you, you might as well sprinkle holy water. It's over. Ouch. Them's fighting words. Look, it's always fun to hear what executives really think, but I don't think GM is doing well enough to start trash talking the competition. Things are off to a rocky start between Geely and Volvo after the Chinese company acquired Volvo from Ford. According to the Wall Street Journal, the head of Volvo, Stefan Jacoby, believes the company should focus on safety and fuel efficiency with small cars and stick with understated luxury. But his new boss, the head of Geely, Li Shufu, thinks Volvo needs to charge upscale to compete with BMW, Mercedes, and Lexus. He especially wants a large sedan to sell in China's growing luxury market, but they are reconciling their differences with the concept universe that was unveiled in Shanghai. The design hints at the luxurious direction Lee wants, but the car is smaller than an S-Class or 7 Series. Jacoby and Lee have also compromised on how fast to grow Volvo. Lee wanted to build three factories in China to grow sales, but now only one will be built. But the company still has ambitious sales goals. It wants to sell 800,000 cars by 2020, and that's more than double what it sold last year. If the two can overcome their culture clash, Volvo could become a much stronger company. Hey, tonight is the big relaunch of the best automotive call-in show on the web. If you've never tried Open Line, now's your chance to check it out. Michelle Naranjo joins us via Skype right now. Hi, John. I am so excited to be back and relaunching Open Line tonight. And as you can see next to me, I have our new special co-host, Chelsea Sexton. Thanks, Michelle. I'm so excited to hang out with you. And tonight should be an especially good show because everyone's all about alternative fuels. But tonight's guest makes energy from beer. So between cars and beer, I think we have something for everybody, don't you think? 
I think so. I like cars and beer. Well, John, I hope that you'll join us tonight because we're going to be kicking it off at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And at 9 p.m., we'll have our special guest, Eric Fitch, from Purpose Energy on to talk about his process. Again, that's 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Or if you want to learn how to make fuel out of beer, jump in at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can watch online at AutolineDetroit.tv or listen on your phone. The call-in number is 712-432-0900, and the PIN is 911-633. We'll see you there tonight for Open Line, Car Talk That Talks Back. Last week, Ford announced it will build a three-cylinder, one-liter EcoBoost engine. We pleaded, cajoled, and begged Ford to give us some sort of artwork to show what this engine is all about, and they finally relented. Here is the first photo, and here are some of the engineering details. The exhaust manifold is integrated into the cylinder head. That eliminates enough nuts and bolts and gasket to reduce the weight of the head by two pounds. It also has an offset crank so that in the exhaust stroke, the connecting arm is in a directly vertical position, which reduces friction and piston side loads. The engine first appeared in the Star concept car shown at the Beijing Auto Show, and we estimate that this three-cylinder engine, which does not use a balance shaft, will produce about 120 horsepower and 112 pound-feet of torque, and it may deliver 48 miles per gallon on the highway in a Ford Fiesta. That's 4.9 liters per 100 kilometers. And speaking of Ford, the company's chairman, Bill Ford, said that whoever is going to replace CEO Alan Mulally is going to come from within the company. So every day this week, I'm presenting the candidates who I think are the most likely to be in the running. And I'll announce who's going to become the next CEO, I think, on Friday's show. Yesterday, we zeroed in on the oldest guy in the running, Lewis Booth. Today, let's look at the youngest. Joe Heinrichs, an electrical engineer by training, actually started his career at General Motors. He spent that time in engineering and manufacturing, even becoming a plant manager. But he was certainly promising enough that General Motors sent him to Harvard to get his MBA as a GM fellow. At Ford, Heinrichs again climbed the ranks through the manufacturing organization. But he also spent time in logistics and later ran Ford's Automotive Components Holding Group, its collection of supplier companies. He ultimately rose to Group VP of Manufacturing and Labor, where he proved he can work well with the UAW. To give him overseas experience, Ford recently named him as President of Asia Pacific and Africa, as well as Chairman and CEO of Ford China. You know, nothing helps an executive get big promotions than delivering big growth to the company. And being in charge of markets like China and India is going to help Heinrichs deliver just that. But Heinrichs is only 43 years old. That means if he became CEO in another year or two, he could be in that position for nearly 20 years. And I think the board of directors may decide to let Heinrichs wait for another day. Hey, what's it like behind the wheel of BMW's awesome X5M? Find out after the break. What if we always settled for the first thing that came along? Then we'd never have gotten here. Introducing the Sonata Hybrid from Hyundai. Good things cost money. Great things cost a lot of money. 
BMW's X5M is a fast, fun-driving luxury crossover with a sticker price two bucks short of a fortune. Is it worth the nearly six-figure window sticker? AutoLine Daily's Craig Cole spent a few days driving one. There's a lot you can buy for $100,000. You could pick yourself up a luxury sailing yacht, a thoroughbred leopard-spotted stallion, or even a 260-year subscription to the New York Times. Of course, you could also grab a BMW X5M. As you'd expect with any vehicle coming from BMW's M division, this thing is a lot of fun to drive. Under the hood, we've got a 4.4-liter V8 engine. It's turbocharged, and it delivers 555 horsepower. Yes, this thing is very fast. BMW estimates 0 to 60 in 4.7 seconds with a top speed of 155 miles an hour. Now, the steering feel on the X5M is very tight. There's no slop on center or anything like that. It almost feels like a sports car, despite the fact that this is a big, huge crossover-type vehicle. Now, a couple of things that I don't like about it, number one are the brakes. When you first apply them in the morning, you get this terrible squealing sound. And yes, I understand that's because it has special uh, racing brake pads on it that resist fading, but still, that is not a noise you want on a vehicle costing six figures. Number two, the fuel economy. It's terrible. This thing stickers at 12 in the city, 17 on the highway. I think some ocean liners out there get better fuel economy. Despite these drawbacks, though, the X5M is still a blast to drive, and I wouldn't mind owning one. But for my money, I'd much rather have an M3 and put the rest in the bank. Thanks for that report, Craig. And that is today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.